Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ladies and gents, once again, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden. Once again, guys, girls, you guys know how we rock and roll. We got another jam-packed show for you guys. If you're a big-time fan of college football, this is the show for you. If you have some SEC ties, and I don't want to mention this the name of this school, but they currently <laughs> reside in Gainesville, this is the show for you. If you're out west and you like what the Utah Utes have, are doing, remember the foundation, who created that foundation this is the show for you. And if you want to go up top to the Big Ten, this individual, unfortunately for the other schools, he dominated when he was in the Big Ten. No other than three-time national champion head coach, one of the just one of just four coaches to win a title at two programs. Now currently an outstanding broadcaster for Fox. No other than Coach Urban Meyer joining us here. Pat P, Brian McFadden, all things covered. Coach, how you doing? How you feeling? Brian, it goes so good to see you, and Patrick, so good to see you guys, and I'm a big fan of you guys for a long time. I appreciate it. Hey, Pat P., I want to jump started. Let's get personal oh, with Coach. He, he has a real good relationship with our very own Patrick Peterson, and Pat recently shared with us, Coach, a few episodes ago about you coming down to South Florida, trying to recruit him at that time. What do you remember about recruiting a young Pat Peterson at the time, Patrick Johnson at the time. What do you remember about recruiting young P2, who was known as Patrick Johnson at that time? It wasn't only recruiting. It was a wrap. It was done. <laughs> I, I went into his home and uh, he's got the he's got a beautiful family and his mom and dad. And, and I remember sitting in his house and I look over and on his on his uh, laptop or, or, you know, personal computer there. It's Gator everything on the on the screen. And I looked at Doc Holiday and I knew Pat. I mean, you 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 know, I've done that for so many years, 30 years recruiting that when you come across someone that is the it, and I'm not just talking about athleticism because you know, nothing against Patrick, but there's a lot of great athletes out there. Mm-hmm. But I always say the number one thing I've always looked for in a great player, number one quality that all great players share is competitive spirit. And my man Patrick was a monster. And, uh, you know, went to Ely, I believe, if I remember right. And yep. and it was a wrap, Patrick. We had him. And and Doc Holliday, who was a great recruiter for me, went on to be head coach of Marshall. And, and then uh, as it got closer to signing date, it's a bad sign when you call and you're not hearing anything back. 
<laughs> no, no question. No question. Doc Holiday and I called Doc about 30 times a day saying, what's going on, man? I, I'm ripping Doc's, you know, I'm ripping his ass. Say, what's going on, man? And uh, he went to LSU and had a great career, obviously. <laughs> so about that story, and it was, and you guys did have me, Coach. I, I was I was locked in. As you, as you know, we had great communications. You guys was coming to the house a bunch of times. I remember the game you guys came to, you and Doc Holiday. I ran a punt return back. I think I told Brian this story. I ran a punt return back and did the gator chop mm-hmm. and, and everything. And what 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 it came down to, coach, it was my dad like giving me more insight on college football, far as giving a more deeper look into the recruiting process, understanding where you would fall in that totem pole far as coming in play. I had no problem coming there competing with the Joe Haytons. I forget who the other corner was at the time. Yeah, me and Janoris was in the same class. But he was like, man, I think it'll be a better opportunity for you to go to LSU where it's a clean slate, where there's no no DBs there, all the guys are seniors, where you can just go there and step in and dominate right now. So when my Mm. dad gave me that advice, I was like, you know what? You're kind of right. I can go there and be the first Jim Thorpe winner. You know, I could be a trendsetter. Um, you know, I can do a lot of things that this program did not have from a defensive back. So that's why I end up going to LSU, Coach. <laughs> you you would have did okay in Florida. We would have made sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can tell you this much, though, Coach, with me having my Florida State ties, I was okay in Pat not going to Florida and going to LSU. <laughs> Hey, we were loaded, though, man. Those when I look back at the 08 Florida Gators, and and I'm very biased, but that's one of the best teams in college football history. You know, you're talking about NFL players all over the field. No doubt. You know what, Patrick? They love the game. Yeah. Remember, I remember one time in spring practice when uh, I had spikes on defense and and uh, Joe Hayden, Major Wright, you know, Janoris, and mm-hmm. Carlos Dunlap, and, I mean, just these monsters. And then on offense, the Pounceys and yep. Tebow. And we went inside drill. And after about three plays, I, I think Belichick was there, right? or the uh, NFL head coach was there with me. After three plays, I stopped it. I blew the wow. whistle. <laughs> Why are you stopping? Two they were going to kill each other. You know, they were going to – you know, I said that we're good. You know, inside drill a lot of times is to prove a point, develop toughness. We mm-hmm. had it. They got, I mean, yeah. they got the pounces looked at me like they're going to kill me. I said, no, we're done. Go to get out of here. Go to right. individual. <laughs> not going to do this anymore. And coach, you guys had 25 pros on that team. Yes. What's 20, that? Yeah, I said you guys had 25 pros on that team, that 2018. 25 pros. Wow. I believe that. I'll tell you, you're. You're a school had a little bump in the road, but when I first went to Florida, when Bobby Bowden was still there, Florida State, man, top to bottom. You know, think about they had 14 or 15 straight years, if I remember, top four in the country. Yeah. yeah and Bobby yeah. Bowden became Bobby Bowden, Bobby and Ann Bowden became very close friends with Shelly and I. So mm-hmm. God yeah. bless him. Um, bless, bless his soul, but he was a great man. Yeah, he, no that question, he was. No question, no question. And speaking of recruiting, Coach, who was the biggest recruit that got away from you in your career that you really thought you had, excluding myself? (laughs) Patrick is number one or number two. And then C.J. Spiller. Ooh. ooh. Grew up 30 minutes from Gainesville. 
And I'm talking about, I love C- CJ and I are still close and I see him and same thing. You know, I thought that one is over. I went and watched mm-hmm. him play basketball and, you know, I was very close to this family and mm-hmm. his mom and I were really close and Charlie Strong was uh, recruiting him. And, and I remember saying it's going to come down to us in Clemson. And this is before Clemson became the Clemson that we all know now. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him, oh, Clemson, you know, this one, that's over. We, we got him. And sure enough, he put on that Clemson hat. Uh, but that was that was one that I thought was signed, sealed, and delivered, other than the guy that uh, your podcast partner, right? Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. That makes sense. Hey, Coach, what about the job that got away from you? And I want to go back in time. You called Coach Nick Saban in 1990 when he started at Toledo, right? And we know you had an opportunity to talk to Miss Terry, but Nick never returned your phone call. What do you remember about trying to connect with Nick Saban back then? And what could have been if you guys actually connected on the phone? Oh, what a great story. And so <laughs> Coach Saban was just got hired at Toledo. And I'm from Toledo. I'm mm-hmm. actually from Toledo and Cincinnati and Cleveland. But and I, it was before, you know, obviously way before cell phones and iPads and all that. So I called his home and Terry Saban answered the phone and I put on a 30 minute recruiting speech now. And she said, you know, I remember her saying, yeah, I can't wait for him to talk to you. And so we still, whenever I see uh, Terry Saban, we still laugh about that because she, I had her, it was over. I was coming to Toledo, but at the time, <laughs> I, I was in Illinois state making about $10,000 a year. I thought I might as well take a run at it. But about three weeks later, I got hired at Colorado State, and it all worked out. I said, just like much like Nick Saban, your playing background and your early coaching background was defensive back. Who was the best defensive back that you ever coached? You know, Joe Hayden was an absolute monster. He came in as a – I recruited him. He was out of Maryland. He was a quarterback. And the minute we got him on campus, my idea was going to put him at H-back. I love those H-backs, you know, the, the Percy Harvin, Jared Faison, you know, the Ohio State, I had Paris Campbell. Mm. You know, those H-backs, Curtis Samuel, I, that was always my toy. That was my that was my mismatch guy that I could move him around and hand him the ball. And Percy was a perfect H-back. Mm. But he was a guy that there was no doubt if I could create a mismatch with him. You know, that that's the one position, a little bit like tight end a little bit too, where if you get a guy that can do dual positions, mm-hmm. if you have a safety cover, a guy like Percy Harvin, you know, they're you're you're in trouble. And mm-hmm. so that's my position. Yeah. And speaking of Percy Harvin, we all know about Tim Tebow, but how essential was getting Percy Harvin to Florida in 2006 to to help the rise of the program? And what do you remember about recruiting Percy Harvin? I'm going to, I'm going to, and not many people who played with him would argue this. Percy Harvin, and this is including Zeke Elliott. This is including, you know, all the, you know, Zeke Elliott, the Bosa's, the, you know, I've been lucky to coach Mike Thomas, these great players. But Percy Harvin is the best player that I've ever coached to put on a helmet. Wow. I think he's one of the greatest of all time. But you said he had migraine headaches. He had some injuries to his lower legs. And, but when he was right, that cat, He's the most violent. If you ever really study Percy, I think, you know, Reggie Bush is my partner on Fox. And I think Reggie and, and Percy Harvin are the two. With a ball in her hand, I can't imagine in college, two better players in the history of the game than Percy mm-hmm. Harvin and Bush. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, Percy Harvey. I had I had the privilege to play against Percy Harvey, Percy Harvey. And like you said, I remember the first play of that game in 2008. If you remember, it was like a little uh, uh like an over route. I don't know what you I don't know what you guys call that, but he caught the ball on our sideline and he went for like 75 yards, cut the ball, cut it all the way back cross field and scored. It was like the second or third play of the game. It was. <laughs> and the swamp, the swamp came undone on that one. So that was the uh that was like three games after we lost to Arkansas and our team was fired up and and Percy caught that. And here's amazing that even playing a talented team like LSU, mm-hmm. the minute the ball touches hand, I saw he had space oh, in my yeah. mind. Field goal game. <laughs> no, we're kicking <laughs> point here. This one's over. <laughs> you ain't lying because he had a ton of space and it wasn't many guys around him because he was so uh elusive and fa- uh uh fast. You guys, you had another weapon too, Jeffrey Dent. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, we had how Pure about speed. Chris we Rainey. Had, we had Rainey, Demps, and Percy on offense. And so I was also the special teams coordinator, Patrick, and and I just was enamored with blocking punts. Mm-hmm. And our our national championship year, I believe we blocked eight. And wow. I called it the freak show. And so if you weren't a 4-4 or better, you weren't allowed to be on my pump block team. <laughs> <laughs> so I had – Here's an old name for you. You had Jeff Dams, Chris Rainey, Percy Harvin, Brandon James. Uh, you had a guy named uh, Deontay Thompson. Oh, yeah. Yep. Deontay oh, Thompson. Yeah. From, uh, <laughs> Deontay was from uh, Bell Valley or Pahokee? Oh, Bell yeah, Lee. he's a Buck, Buck City guy. Yeah, yep. Buck City, yeah. And those yep. guys would stay after practice to try, and I would time them. And if they didn't run a 4-4 or better, you couldn't be on the pump block team. That's how good that team was. Wow, yeah. wow. That's crazy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Speaking of another good team, Coach, let's go to 2012, right? Ohio State uh, was the only undefeated team but couldn't play in the BCS due to a prior postseason ban. How would the Buckeyes have fared versus Notre Dame or Alabama that year in 2012? And do you believe you had a legit shot of having a fourth ring if you were able to get into the BCS uh, opportunity? Yeah, that was a tough time. I took the job, and uh, about two weeks later, I found out we weren't eligible for a date. The NCA came down pretty hard on the previous staff and said, no bowl game, and we're going to take nine scholarships from you. So, you know, we I was worried, you know, and I, I was trying to find a way, should I get out of this thing? Because, uh, you know, when I signed the contract, you know, I didn't buy that we were going to have nine scholarships gone. So the 2012 team was a great team, but I think we would have competed with Notre Dame. But if you push the clock, clock back, 
Notre Dame got smashed by Alabama. Alabama, that's mm-hmm. out of Miami. And I was there doing working for game day that day, and I watched Alabama play, and I sent a text message to every player and every coach, and I called it the chase. And I said, guys, we had a great year, but we Alabama was so much better than we were. Mm. I said, is on. we have to catch Alabama. And, you know, I have great respect for Nick Saban and Alabama. And I said, the chase is on. And we had signs all over the facility I put up on the walls and in the indoor facility that mm. we're going to chase Alabama. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. ironic. Two years later, we caught them. And we yeah. played a, a Sugar Bowl and beat them. And our players, I remember, it was real emotional in the locker room. I mean, sobbing, guys crying. And when we, when we caught out, we caught them basically was a story that the 12 team was really good, but that 2014 that won it all. Yeah. That, that team would, and we did, we beat Alabama. How would you rank that, that uh, team that won it all compared to what you had in Gainesville in 08? It's right there. It's uh, sixes, man. It's uh, you just look at the NFL rosters right now and Zeke Elliott, Mike Thomas, uh, Joey Bosa. And <laughs> now, and I mean, it was a, you know, Zeke Elliott became Zeke Elliott in that game. Yeah, he did. He put his left and took it 85 yards against Alabama, and that was life change for Zeke. That. Yeah, that just don't happen. And well, speaking of that, you know, that 2014 uh, team, um, describe the quarterback room that you had going, you know, going from Braxton Miller, JT, uh, uh, Bennett, uh, uh, you got Cordell, Stu, uh, Cordell Jones. And end up thriving with all of those guys. Like, tell me, like, how was that room like? Yeah. So Braxton Miller, you know, the Buckeye fans don't remember, don't forget him. But I think people don't realize how good that guy was. Yeah. Braxton was a Big Ten Player of the Year, I think, two years in a row. Heisman candidate, and he gets hurt a week before our first game, and and I mean a bad injury tore his labrum, and now we had a freshman called J.T. Barrett come in and break Drew Brees' record. And JT Barrett gets hurt against uh, the team up north, the Wolverines, and uh, some big guy named Cardell Jones goes in there. And uh, 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 to me, they ought to build uh, build a statue of Cardell Jones. Mm. You know, beat Wisconsin fifty nine nothing, beat Alabama, and then he goes on to beat Oregon, and that's one of the greatest runs in certainly Ohio State history. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and talking about a run. You know, an individual who didn't get a chance to really showcase what he can do as a quarterback for Ohio State, of course, transferred to LSU, and that's Joe Burrow. What did you see from Joe Burrow early on throughout his short time in Columbus? Gosh, what a monster he is. So he was really unrecruited. If mm-hmm. I remember, his, you know, he had West Virginia and Pitt, and, and my quarterback coach, Tom Herman, went down to watch him. And I remember him taking a cell phone and started videotaping him from his cell phone. And I said, I just found your next Alex Smith. Mm. We brought him up. And what, the minute you meet Joe Burrow, you're in his mom and dad, you're sold. I mean, great, great people, great competitor. Was a hell of a basketball player in high school. Was a little underdeveloped because Ohio doesn't have spring practice. Mm-hmm. And he comes on campus. He had a long release. He, his arm strength was okay. And his athleticism was just okay. But you saw him develop and develop and develop. What you did see immediately was incredible toughness, great leadership, and toughness. Mm-hmm. And you can see that to this day. Now that body grew up, and obviously, and he's it's hard to say he's not one of the top two, three quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. No question. 
I agree. All the great things that you did uh, with Florida, um, the Ukes, uh, Ohio State. What was uh, appealing to you to uh, to take the next step into taking the NFL head coaching job? Uh, it's a long story, Patrick. So I was done. I retired. I had some health issues at Ohio State. I, I always, 55 was always my target. You know, I, I just, you know, my family deserved that. We worked so hard for 38 years that, you know, I said I had some friends that unfortunately had some real serious health issues. I thought I'm not doing this. You know, I'm I'm going to get out of the game. And I had it all planned out. I found the right guy in Ryan Day, who's fantastic. And I did. I retired and went to Fox, was an assistant AD for two years. And and then I, um, you know, I got approached by a few teams. And this team really appealed to me. You know, the mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, who's going to be a, you know, might be a Hall of Famer someday. He's that good and a mm-hmm. great kid. And obviously, it didn't go well. And, you know, but uh, I, you know, I had no plans on doing that at all. It just... Mm-hmm happen with that experience is there any when you look back is there anything you wish you would have done differently and seeing what happened in Jacksonville do you have any other desires to return to the sidelines no desire and of course you know I think I do some things differently and um you know I was excited to see because you know, they, they have a lot of different players and when I was there they they did a really good job in free agency this year and um but you know to me, and you guys know this, it, it almost it's fun. It's kind of funny when you say the NFL is a quarterback league. Pop Warner is a quarterback league. So is high no school. No question. Right. It's a quarterback sport. <laughs> and when you get a when you get a you know a killer like uh, Trevor Lawrence or a JT Barrett or a Cardell Jones or Tim Tebow, you got a chance. So they 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 got a great future. Yeah. Hey, coach, if you had to throw your bias aside, I know there are some schools in college football because of the rivalry. You really don't like mentioning their names or talking too much about them, right? But if you had to rank the top five jobs in college football, and I'm not saying like there's a vacancy, but just the top five, you know, top jobs in college football, who would be in your top five based on the school, the tradition, the prestige? Who would you who would you have in your top five? That's a great, that's a great one. But you know what? I put something in front of prestige and tradition, and that's talent. Yep. Georgia, I've always said Georgia, and they're doing it now. Georgia, within three, four hours of that campus, you stumble over players. Mm-hmm. And here's here's the interesting thing about Georgia. I think it's as good as high school coaching as there is in a country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So say Georgia, uh, I would say Ohio State. I would say the Florida Gators slash Florida State because I think they're really similar jobs because of the mm-hmm. talent level. Yeah. I would say um, my man Patrick's job, you know, you, you – I didn't recruit out. You know what? We didn't recruit out Louisiana. You know why? Why? Because all the good players are going to LSU. <laughs> I was really upset with my recruiting guy when he said he's made me fly to Louisiana. I said, we're not getting that kid. <laughs> so, hey, I'd coach. Put US, I'd put USC there because of their talent. I know I'm giving them more than five. Uh-huh. But to me, it's all you, you draw a circle within 300 miles around that campus, mm-hmm. then go check the NFL draft. Yeah. And I would, I would, hey. The, According to that, Texas. Coach, so you, you mentioned two SEC schools, but didn't add Alabama. Is that basically basically because of the location, or? Yeah, I think I think Alabama is a great job, tradition wise, history wise. I think a lot of that because I was there, you know, early on when Alabama didn't have Nick Saban. They did beat us one year pretty badly, but mm-hmm. Alabama. I just think 
Alabama high school football is fantastic, but I don't know if you have the same numbers that you have as a Georgia mm. or an LSU. So I would certainly see Alabama as the top five, though. Gotcha. Hey, Coach, now I know you're looking at all the, you know, all the uh, on the web, and I know you're following Coach Prime, and you see that he made the, uh, the jump over to uh, – what is that conference? What is Colorado? That's conference? the Pac-12, Pat. Pac- oh, yeah. So Coach Prime making the jump over from SWAC to Pac-12. What do you think Coach Prime capabilities will be coming from the SWAC over to the Pac-12? You know how good that is for college football? Mm-hmm. I mean, Prime, I, I became friends with Prime a long time ago. We did actually did a – I want to say it was a Nike commercial way back in 2005 or six. We stayed friends, and I recruited some of his kids before, but – I actually talked to him before he took the Colorado job because I started – I just get phone calls from ADs a lot when they say, hey, who do you, what do you think about this guy? What do you think? I think he's already done something that hasn't been done at, at Colorado since Bill McCartney. Everybody's talking – here we are in a podcast talking about Prime. Yep. Right. And every recruit is listening to him. Now he's got to close the deals. He's got a coach now. I mean, this is big boy and. He's, he's up to the challenge. He's, I, I saw the staff he hired and really impressed. Mm. But, you know, he's with much is given, much is expected. Yep. And he's going to feel that here pretty soon. I can, I can, because it's, there's a lot going on. And Colorado and Prime is everywhere in the news. I see right. you getting recruits. Recruits are talking about them. So I think it's one of the best things that happened in Colorado football since when I, I remember back with Bill McCartney in 1990 when they won it all. No question. Bill McCarthy out there, Darian Hagan, Eric Bieniemy, Chris Hudson in the secondary. Those are some iconic names back for the Buffaloes back in those days. No yeah, question. Voters. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, Coach, so what are your early expectations for Colorado? What do you expect to see in year one? I think he's going to flip it. I think he's going to, you know, nothing crazy the first year, but I'd say within the first couple of years, you know, I'd, I'd see a, they were very poor the last couple of years. And I, I'm seeing a, certainly a bowl game and an 8-9 win season and mm-hmm. then I think next year after that because I really I really appreciated he hired experience on his co- I was looking at that too he hired some really experienced coaches on his staff which he had to do mm-hmm. right yeah in, in, no in, question. in order to succeed for sure at this level um and, and take the program where he want to take it for sure yeah Hey, hey, coach, one last question for you before we let you go. We know you follow college football religiously. Uh, who is your way too soon champion for next season? You know, that USC team, something now. Uh huh. No, Caleb Williams, I got to witness him against Utah. Fox did that game, and I was on the sideline. And, you know, I just saw he got hurt, you know, on that long run. He got hurt. He wasn't the same the rest of the game. Yep. So anytime you got a guy like that as a returning quarterback and Alex Grinch is their D coordinator. He coached me at Ohio State. I think he's really good. They struggled on defense. And I'm kind of watching, but if they can hit the transfer portal and get some players on defense, I really think USC is going to be right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Coach, you know, you know it is better than anybody. When you got a quarterback, you got a shot. Yeah, that's you're right. And Georgia lost her quarterback, who, by the way, Stetson Bennett is the most underrated player I think has ever played a game. I so ever played a game? Oh, we I was there with you. Yeah, yeah, we were together. Yes, sir. You remember, I can't believe how small that guy was. 
Yeah, he's little. <laughs> I remember, I think you told me, I said, where is, where is the quarterback? And you go right there, and I go, holy cow. <laughs> but he's a monster. I mean, he his leadership, his toughness, incredible. Yeah, that was awesome, yeah. Man. yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, hey, coach, man, thank you for joining Appreciate us. You, coach. All things covered. Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden, man, three-time national champion. Hey, Coach Urban Myers joining us, man. Thank you for, for following us and, and giving us a, an opportunity to chat with you, coach. And hopefully I get a chance to link with you uh, sometime to do it during the season and talk some more ball. Hey, Patrick and Brian, let's do this again. Brian, we talked about, let's make it, a, you know, every once in a while, let's do this thing because I really enjoy you. No question. Hey, right, Pat P, you know, we down for it. So that, say, say less, coach. You know, we're fired up about that. No doubt about it. I got to get you out on the links too, coach. I gotta, we got to get the ground of golf in too.